Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Testimonies into that beautiful song. Like, literally, those of us that are connected, those of us that are here, that are members of this church, like, we knew what all those pictures meant. And it's wonderful to see the traces of the goodness of the Lord in our lives. God is good. God saves. God heals. God strengthens. And we're a testimony in each other's lives. And I love that. I love that. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed right yeah. now. Because I'm looking around and I see the testimonies. That's right. Of the goodness of God. Yeah. In all of our lives. Yes. God is good. He is definitely And I good. love the fact that we are, we're a body, we're fitly joined together. Because when we're without strength, you have it. And when you're without strength, we have it. And that's what happens when we're a family and we're obedient to the Lord. Yeah. That we're one as Jesus and, and the Lord. This has, just as we are one, you be one. Because you're going to need each other. There's going to be low moments. There's going to be places and times where you're not going to have enough strength. But I've provided in my body. I've provided grace. I've provided strength. I've provided hope. Yeah. I've provided a word of encouragement. Yeah. But when we're isolated from one another, mm. then we're not able to help one another. John 16, in the world, there'll be great tribulations, but be a good cheer. I have already overcome the world and I've equipped you Come on. to have family. You've got squad, but it's up to you on whether you draw strength from the well that the Lord has called you to. Amen. That's not even yeah. our message. I'm just saying though. Yeah. Man, God is good. God, God is, is definitely good. good. Yeah. And just, just as you guys, um, we got to understand there is always the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. There's seasons that we all may go through and come through. But right now, I just want to um, ask you guys prayers um, for the Johnson family. Yes. Um, our, our worship leader and Pastor Donald, they've had a, a death in the family. Yes. So, yeah, they, their father has gone on to, to glory mm -hmm. uh, the other day. And we just... We covet your prayers through this season for them. Yeah. Also for um, the Enriquez family. Yeah. They're experiencing a lot of loss in this season. Uh, I think maybe three family members within three or four months. We, we covet your prayers for yeah. them. And also, we also want to pray for our very own pastor, Jenny. Um, she's in a season right now, but... Um, I know that God is extending grace in her life, over her life, through her life. Praise God. And I just thank God for the victory that is happening, not just in your life, but in everybody's life. Because we don't mourn as those that don't have hope. We, we, we have a greater hope than the world has. We have Jesus Christ. That's right. Hallelujah. That's right. But I also need to know that you guys are here for them as well as they have been for us. Amen. That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 So I know 
we kind of went from one place to another, but yeah. can we give somebody, if somebody in here, can, can you guys give God some praise? Yeah, Just, let's do that. That's always a great time thing to do. It's, the yes. word is life. Yes. The word brings life. That's right. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's the word. Thank you for keeping us. Thank it's you the word that us. keeps us. Hallelujah. It's the word that brings us through. It is the word That's of right. God. That's right. For God is the word. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to get too excited yet. Let's not do that. Well, <laughs> welcome, you guys. You guys sit down. We're, we're uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm Pastor Kaya. And I'm Pastor John, if you guys don't know already. Yes, and I don't know if you guys know, but... Um, Yes, today is Super Bowl Sunday. No one cares because the 49ers aren't in it, so no one cares. However, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so we're like, well, how about we, like, preach together, you know, and, like, because we, like, love each other. So we're yeah. like, that'll be great if we encourage the house together. So that's what we're going to do. That's, that's our attempt today. Definitely our now, And those of you that know us, you know that we have very different preaching styles. And so to bring them together, we going to see what it's going to be. <laughs> we going to see. Amen. But before we, we get started, I just want to recognize greatness in the house. Pastor uh, Sledge, God bless you. Amen, Welcome. Pastor Sledge. God bless you. God bless you. We honor you today. We honor you today in yeah. your presence and your beautiful wife. Thank you for being here today, and I look forward to sitting down with you since you're out here, because I want to gleam from you. Mm -hmm. uh, you're one of God's generals. You've done this for many, many seasons, and I thank God for you and your life, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to be pulling on your ear for the next couple of days before you go back to Las Vegas. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise God. God so you. before we get started with the word, let's pray. Do you want to pray? That's, I think that's the king thing to do. Go okay. ahead, babe. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for thank today. You. God, we thank you for who you are and for what you're doing. God, we thank you that your church is alive. <laughs> Though we may experience some things that are dead around us, we thank you, Lord God, that we are alive in you. Yes. So, God, I thank you, Lord God, thank for the you. safety of holy community today. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for the gift of holy community of community today. But, God, we thank you for the gift of your spirit. We pray, Lord God, that your word goes forth and your spirit attaches it to our hearts mm. so that we don't want, don't want to just be hearers today. But, God, we want to be doers. doers of your most holy word. God, we love you. We believe you. And we trust you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you guys will turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 4, and we're going to go uh, reading 13, 13 and 20. Yes. Now, and I'm not sure if any of you guys remember Coffee Date Mondays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if any of you guys, who remembers Coffee Date anybody Mondays? Anybody seen our Coffee Date? Some of you guys? Oh, right. wow. Okay. So this is kind of like supposed to be like a Coffee Date Sunday, but he forgot his coffee. But it's okay, because I'll drink enough coffee for both of us I drank. Today. I actually drank mine already. You drank it already. Yeah. Okay. You drank it already. Okay, so what happened was Coffee Date Monday was, it kind of came out of a season. Well, actually, Coffee Date Monday was the, the fact that we would always uh, keep everything new. So Mondays is our day together. Yeah. Um, as pastors, we'd, we'd set aside everything. We don't work. We'd go sit down in the morning and have coffee. But then guess what happened, y'all? 2020. Kovisha showed up. Yes. 
And during that time, I believe it was my wife's uh, idea. She says, let's go online and encourage other couples during this time because it was not just hard for, for people in general, but it was really hard on marriages during that time. Yeah, it was. And we really felt like that season really met a need. Uh, lots of people from different places would jump online and they would converse with us and we'd just talk about everything relationship, but we'd always tie it back to Jesus. Yeah. Because to us, the marriage is a reflection of the marriage that the Lord, Jesus Christ, has with his church. Right. You can find the correlation all over the place. And so literally, we start off talking super practical, marriage, 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 then Jesus, 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 because it's so connected. And so we really felt like it really met a need during that season. Yeah. It and may come back. It, it may, may not. It may. It may not. Or it may not. But we'll let you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> the coffee date. Uh, on on YouTube and on Facetime, yeah, they've we got ended, the old one but our there. our marriage our marriage isn't ending. It's still going. It's still going. It's still going. <laughs> Amen. All right. So Mark chapter four thirteen through twenty three, and it reads. All right. And he said to them, "Do you not understand this parable? Mm -hmm. How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts." These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, yay, and then they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are ones who hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering in, in chokes the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground, mm -hmm. those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30-fold, mm -hmm. some 60, mm -hmm. and some 100. Amen. Amen. So let me just quickly give you some little background on this story here in the chapter, in the book of Mark. Um, as we see, Jesus um, was sitting at the, at, at the right at the side of the sea, and he was, began to start, start teaching um, parables, or actually teaching his uh, disciples and the 12. And as he was getting ready to teach, I need you to put your finger on this and, and understand this. As he was beginning to teach, he looked up and he saw a multitude of people coming because they wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. So what he ended up doing was getting on a boat and he backed up a little bit and he began to teach um, to the people, the multitude, he began to teach them in parables. And, that, and, that, and what he explained during those parables was this. He said that there was a sower, somebody that had sown seed, that he had sown seed um, by the wayside, and the seed was devoured by birds. Yeah. Then he, he talked about some seed that fell on stony ground, mm -hmm. and when the seed sprang up, the roots didn't have any depth. And when the sun came out, when the sun came out, mm -hmm. It scorched the seed and it withered away. And then there was seed that fell among thorns or in thorny ground. And the thorns choked the seed and it yielded no fruit. Somebody say no fruit. No fruit. All right. Last but not least, there was the seed that fell on good ground yeah. and it sprang forth. Somebody say sprang forth. Sprang forth. And it increased. Somebody say increased. increased. Somebody say produced. 
yes, it will increase and produce some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Yeah. Now, just to put it, to, put it in perspective to you, in Mark, in Mark chapter 4, and we also see the same account with Jesus during this time in Luke chapter 8 at verse 11, and it says this, the seed is the word of God. So remember that as we're speaking today, that the seed represents the word of God. And so today what we want to do is we want to talk about this parable because later on in this message, we'll, we'll hear Jesus say, if you don't understand this parable, you won't get them all. And so we'll talk a little bit about uh, more about that today. But today we're talking about the seed that's the word of God. And what we want to do is talk about the different soils of our heart and our individual lives and also the soils of our relationship. So how does the word work in our individual lives? Also, let's talk about the seed working or not working in the soils of our relationships. So we'll be talking about lives, individual lives, as well as relationships today. All right, so first we're going to talk about the wayside. Wayside. In Mark 4 and 15, it says this, And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, this pertains to our lives individually. Yes. Now, wayside Christians, our wayside soil is the soil. These are the ones that are hearers of the word, but they're not doers of the word. Right. You guys hear me with that? Yeah. Some people might be hearing lots of word, but they're not doing lots of word. Mm. You know, those are kind of uh, those convenient Christians. Amen. These are the ones that will remember cliches in the message, but won't remember the message in itself. You guys hear me with that? Yeah. So, so many people, like, like let me tell you about a, a word. So, so here's the word that was planted in your heart. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. This is, this is the word. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known or made to God. That is the word. That's the word that should be. That's the seed that's supposed to be planted in your heart. Yeah. But the only thing that you'll remember out of that whole message is, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Mm. Yeah. You guys with me? Yeah. So last week, Pastor Donald preached, and he preached growing pains. Yeah. You guys remember that? He talked about growing pains and, and pains, and some of us remember the title of the message, and some of us remember some of the cliches that he used because he yeah. said, we're going to be traveling like a javelin. Yeah. You guys remember that? So, yeah, so you guys, yeah, think about it. You guys remember the cliches, but how many of you here honestly remember the scriptures that were used? Mm -hmm. And the thing is that that's... that's that points to the fact that some of us live our lives according to mantras. You know how the scripture says that there's a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Right. If you don't know the word, you only know the mantra, there's no power. No power. We can't live our lives according to mantras. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when you when you don't apply that, that seed in your life, when it just sits on that ground, yeah. Satan will come and steal the word from out of you. Yeah. But listen, listen. He'll steal the word, but he'll leave the cliche. Yeah, he'll leave the mantra. Yeah, because he wants to leave you wordless. Yeah. Once again, what is the word? It's God. Yeah, powerless. And you're powerless yeah. because there's no power in cliches. There's only power in God's word. That's right. We cannot be wayside Christians. Yeah, okay, so that's talking about wayside Christians as an individual. So let's talk about wayside relationships. Mm-hmm. 
All right, what does the soil, uh, what does the word look like trying to be planted into wayside relationships? Okay, get ready, get ready, get ready, because hopefully your relationship ain't in the wayside. Mm -hmm. All right, so what does wayside soil look like in our relationships or our marriages? Wayside represents places that are unprotected, unmanaged, and uncultivated. It's basically like, whose land is this? Nobody's. Who takes responsibility for this one? Nobody. Who put this here? Nobody. We don't even know what that's doing because it's a wayside. It's unprotected, it's unmanaged, and it's uncultivated. Another word for relationship is to band together as an act of relating and connecting uh, one to another. Becoming banded to or a part of another individual in a wayside manner makes it a wayside relationship. Mm -hmm. When we find ourselves banded or connected in relationships that are unprotected, mm unmanaged, mm -hmm. and uncultivated by the word of God. It is not protected, it is not uh, managed, and it is not cultivated by the power of God. Therefore, opposing thoughts, powers, authorities, customs, and all whatever else wants to come along can come and snatch the word by any means at any times when your relationship is the soil of wayside relationships. Mm -hmm. We're going to read Genesis chapter 2. But, but before we go there, let's yeah. think about that. Wayside. When you go down a street and you see a, a field mm -hmm. that is unattended, it's yeah. uncultivated, do you know that people will come and, and what do they call those people? Squatters. Yeah. And a lot of us have squatters in our lives. Yeah. And in our relationships, yeah. and they will come over and they will take over that land, that soil. Yeah. And some of those people are planting things on that soil yeah. that don't need to be there. Are, are you guys hearing me? And so when we come together um, with, with the word in our relationships, yeah. that we have to make sure that we have to maintain that yeah. relationship with the word of God. To make sure that it's protected, that it's managed, and it's cultivated. Another thing that happens with wayside land is people dump stuff all the time. Oh, my gosh. You, you see guys? mattresses. You see a whole dryer. Trash. You see a whole trash. Trash. Yeah. And it's just like, who is, no one knows who dumped it there, but the wayside land is holding on to it. It has been now become a part of that place. Wayside. So let's read Genesis chapter 2, 23 through 24. And we're going to read it from the Amplified. And it reads this, then Adam said, this is now my bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She and she shall be called woman because she has because she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed or embarrassed. This is so good. And this scripture means a lot to me. Because it shows a picture of Adam walking in his purpose and the design mm. that God has placed for him to do. Mm -hmm. Like when you read the start of uh, Genesis chapter 2, see a confident Adam. See an Adam that's just left the presence of the Lord and just received his marching orders. Come and he's on. walking with so much authority and yes. so much power. And he's completely undistracted. And so I really love this scripture, especially as it points to relationship. Adam was walking in uh, uh, as, as far as a protector. Um, he was protecting the garden from outside things, outside things being dumped, outside seeds being placed. And that's the same for our relationship. When there's an Adam that is confident, that's just left the presence of the Lord, knows for, uh, without a shadow of a doubt his marching orders and his instructions from the Lord, he is able to protect that relationship mm -hmm. from outside voices, whether that be mom dad mm -hmm. or the neighbor because mm -hmm. you know the neighbors sometimes peek their head over the fence traditions in the world or society 
Um, it's able to be managed. Adam, by Adam walking out his instruction of keeping and tending to God's instructions, notice before Adam received his wife, his good thing, think about this, you guys. Right before Adam received her, he, re he had stewardship over the animals. Over Remember, the, the, uh, God was bringing the animals before him, and Adam would name them. Yeah. And whatever Adam named them, the name was so. Do you notice that how the authority is being passed down? God, Adam, Adam speaking it out. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like the Lord says, okay, now he's ready. The greatest gift of all, here comes Eve. Mm. And now we see Eve and Adam walking in this, in, in, in this um, uh, uh, place that are, that's protected, that's managed, and that's cultivated. It's cultivated by the word of God and the will of God that was able to be planted in the relationship and grow many things. Many things can grow from a great relationship. Family, ministry, a community. Notice they were naked. They were unashamed. So much can be shared and entrusted in a relationship where there's no secrets. There's no areas of shame. There's no areas that are off limits to one another. Mm -hmm. That's a place where God's good word and God's word can be planted and cultivated and managed and protected. Wayside relationships are places outside of the protection, outside of the management, and right. outside of the cultivation of God's word and God's blessing. Yes. God looks after his word to perform it. Right. Not your great-looking selfie, not the image that you're trying to put on oh, Instagram. On. God's looking after his word to perform it. So if your relationship is a wayside relationship, it's Woo. being managed and it's being kept in a place outside of God's protection, Come outside on. of God's management, and outside of God's cultivation. Right. That means whatever you're planting is not the good fruit that you're looking for to come from the Lord. Come on. So don't ask the pastor to come and bless your relationship. Come bless your house. Come bless your bed when it's a wayside relationship. Woo. All right. So it looks like this. When your relationship is a wayside relationship, it looks like this in Mark 4 and 15. The word fell. They received it. They heard it. They heard it. But it was immediately stolen, stolen. by Satan. Mm. Wow. So the second part, second thing we have to look at is stony ground. Yeah, the soil of stony ground. Sto soil of stony ground. And it comes from Mark chapter 4, and it'll read, These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they heard, they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Yeah. Yay. And they have no root in, them, in themselves, and so endure only for a time Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. 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 We're talking about stony ground. So let's talk about people that are stony ground Christians. Yeah, and, and the individual lives. And how it deals with us in our, in our lives yeah. itself. Stony ground Christians are the ones that take down notes. Mm -hmm. They come to the altar for prayer. Mm -hmm. They feel set free. But once the sign of tribulations, persecutions, and accusations, and frustrations happen, immediately, somebody say immediately. Immediately. Immediately they stumble. Come on, y'all. You guys, some of you guys right here now, you remember you guys had the ministry of laying on of hands when you was out on the street. Some of you guys don't know that lingo. You fought a lot. But once you receive the word of God, now, now understand, we're talking about you had an anger problem. But once you receive the word of God in your life, you were doing really well. You were doing good. You, know, you didn't have no more arguments. You seemed like you had patience. Everything was good. Everything was well until all of a sudden somebody somewhere came around and pressed your button. 
Amen. Amen. I, I heard somebody, somebody did a, a meme and they said, um, I just want to be a Christian that loves on people but also wants to slap them too at the same time. <laughs> but you know what? You end up, and because you did good for a time, all of a sudden there's tribulations and, and, and persecutions and frustrations that happen to you, and then all of a sudden you stumble. Why? Because you had the word in you for a time and the root didn't take forth in your life, and then it goes away. Mm. You guys understand that, you know, if you go up and pull a, pull a weed out, if you just pull a weed out real quick, you could take the whole root out because the, the roots, if, if you, as it, when it's little, you can take it out easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you let something grow with a lot of roots, it takes hold. But what the scripture is saying here is that, that what happens is when that, that seed gets in you, it doesn't stay long enough. And then all of a sudden, tribulations will come and pull that word out of your life, and then you will have no fruit. Yeah. So let's talk about the stony ground of our relationship. Let's examine the soils of stony ground in our relationships. We'll switch gears here. So the kind of, st- the, the kind of ground that's being described here with stony ground is a ground that's already occupied. Think about it. When it says stony ground, it's meaning it's no longer just ground, but it's stony ground. So that means that it's occupied. There's currently no vacancies, no room, no space for the word of God to take root in this kind of relationship. Notice the scripture said that it was intentionally received with gladness. Mm -hmm. Yay. But the honeymoon only lasted for a little while. Because when the tribulation came, everything hit the fan. And for some of us, and for a lot of people that we know, especially the reasons why we did Coffee Date Monday online, is when 2020 hit, tribulation came. Tribulation hit. And there were some things that the relationship was based on because, again, stony ground means something's already there. So maybe uh, the stone that was there was sex. Maybe the stone that was there was financial freedom, financial, Mm -hmm. um, you know, financial benefits. When 2020 hit and everything got shaken up and everything changed those stones start shifting around and all of a sudden you're realizing, hold on, our relationship isn't rooted in the word of God. Our our relationship was actually rooted to this and wrapped around this stone. Mm -hmm. And when this stone is, is, we're we're finding out that this stone does not represent the word of God, dude, what do we have? What do we have left? And so because the ground was, but the the ground must first be cleared away in order for us to have good grounds in our relationship. Mm -hmm. So maybe some of those grounds is bitterness. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's lasciviousness. Past hurts. Past hurts in relationships. I'm not looking for my. I, when, I'm not looking for him to heal me from past relationships. I'm not look, make, looking for him to make me feel better and be more of a confident person. Because if I if that if, if I'm feeling that way, that means there, my ground is already occupied by right. some insecurities that it's not his job to clear it away. So every time he's speaking the word of God to me, it's only hitting the stones of the insecurity of my heart or the past hurts or the, the issues. Don't, don't say that because that might trigger me and that makes me think of my last boyfriend and what he did then was. Come on. The grounds in our relationship must first be vacant in order for the word to be planted in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So there's a singular work that we must first do. 
I've got to get with the Lord and work out some of these issues of bitterness, of unforgiveness, of the lack of self-control that I have, the lasciviousness I have, because my wife or my husband is not going to be my savior in this. i got to look to the one that's going to save me first so that I can be a good helpmate Amen. to him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what we have to also understand as, as a man, and I'm just speaking to some of the men in here, when it talks to come to our wife is that we're supposed to wash our wives with the word of yes, God. Yeah. And I, I, you could be the most godliest man in the world and know all the scripture and, and say everything to your wife yeah. and you can put that to, but until her soil yeah. is free is freed from all the stony ground. Yeah. She's not going to receive that. Nope. She'll get during the good times when I talk about how beautiful she is, yeah. how she is uh, highly favored of the Lord. And, yeah. and I say all these things to her and she, she takes it as good. But then all of a sudden, when we get into an argument, all of the word that I put on her, that put in her, have, will be blown away because there's no root in her at yeah. that time. Yeah. And then now we, we're at odds with one another. Right. So we have to make sure that men, that it's not our job. Yeah. For the wives to get rid of that stony ground. It's before the Lord to remove those hard places yeah. and those stony ground into her life. And the same for us as men. And I think that's so great because there is a internal work that must first be done. Mm -hmm. I can't climb into my husband's heart and untangle some of these things. Right. It's only the Holy Spirit helping and guiding him and navigating him through the word of God that's going to set some things free in his life. It's not my job. To feel like I have to be responsible for my husband's insecurity. So I'm going to keep saying all these things to keep making him feel what? No, that makes me a slave. That's manipulation. Come on. We have to first come together as whole individually so that we can be whole together. Why? Because then that's when we become good ground. Yes. But the moment I make his disabilities my disability, we're stony ground, guys. It's already occupied. The ground is already crowded with stuff. And here we are trying to plant the word of God in this overly crowded space. Amen. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Marriage conference coming soon. All right, next we want to talk about thorny, thorny ground. Let's move on to thorny ground. Okay? Thorny. In Mark chapter 4, 18 through 19, it says this. And, are, and they are the ones who hear the word. We're talking mm. about thorny ground. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world mm. and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things All right. enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And this is how it applies to our lives individually. individually. Yeah. Okay. So um, I don't want y'all to get mad at me for this. Okay. Oh, Please. Lord. Oh, here we come. Hold on to your seat. There are too many of us as Christians who are chasing after the cares of this world mm -hmm. and the deceitfulness of riches yeah. that are com that it completely stops our pursuit for God. Come on, talk about it. Let's let's talk about this because what's happening with the word and what's going on with the world in church life it's all about prosperity and how you could do well and do things. That's not what your relationship with God is about. So what we do is we start pursuing things. Somebody say things. Yeah, we start pursuing things. The Bible says this. God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek, seek him. him. That's right. Not things. That's fine. And, um, um, in, in, I think, Matthew, I think. Hebrews Matthew's, 11, 11 yeah. and 6. I mean, Hebrews 11 and 6. Yeah. It also says, seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be open. That's yeah. Matthew 7 and 7. Yeah. It also says this. Seek ye First, Matthew the six kingdom of heaven yeah. and all of its righteousness yeah. and all of these things, things shall be added unto you. Yeah. Now, you know what? 
you know what things are sometimes? Some of us, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm, go ahead, go ahead, because I'm about, I'm about no, to get No, I'm a thing. You are a thing. I'm a good thing. You're a good thing. I'm your good thing. But you were added unto but me. But I'm still a thing. You're a thing. I'm just saying. Yes. Like, we can't get it twisted. Like, some of the good things that the Lord is adding to our lives looks like our spouse. It looks like our children. It looks like our businesses. And a lot of times, we allow it to be added to such a point where it becomes a part of our identity. No, no, no. Step back. Your identity is not being a mom, not being a wife. I, my identity is found in being a daughter of the Most High God. Right. And the moment I stand in, 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 in fervor with that, then I can turn and be the wife I'm supposed to be, the mom I'm supposed to be, the pastor I'm supposed to be. But that is not my identity. My identity is found in Jesus Christ alone. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Amen. And you know what, guys? So if we keep seeking for stuff and the, the, the things of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, you're going to get what you're asked for. That's true. That's you true. guys hear me with that? You, if, you're seeking, if you're seeking for something, God says, I want you to seek for me with your whole heart. Yeah. And then when you seek for him with your whole heart, yeah. all these things Don't shall be added it. unto you. But right. we have to first prioritize our relationship with the word. Yeah. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So he is the word. He's the living word. We should be looking after the word, getting that word in our hearts. But when we start seeking after other things and using the word to try to uh, manipulate ourselves, not anybody else, to get what we have and tell everybody how blessed we are. You guys with me on that? What you did is you created up and stored up riches for yourself here on earth but not in heavenly places. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I just want to, you know, say something here. Is, but I know a, a man here that has, for all his whole life, started a business with his own hands, and it's very successful, very successful. Now, if he wanted to, he could go out, and he could probably have huge houses, cars, boats, everything else. But you know what? Him and his wife have chosen in their lives yeah. to seek after the word of God, yeah. to do and, uh, and, and help people yeah. but through God's church. And I'm talking about the Davises, the pastors, Davises. Yeah, spirit of generosity. The spirit of generosity in their lives because they choose to seek after God. And you know what happens? It's, it gets to the point where the, the come, stuff that comes to them is pressed down, shaken together, Running and overflowing over. in right. their lives. That's right. Because they seek after God first. Yeah. They're not worried about things. Yeah. They're worried about God yeah. and his will in their lives. And it's so good because this reminds me of when we were, I don't want to say dating, but when we were courting, I remember really admiring him so much. I loved the fact that he was able to recant the word of God. And then I'd say like, how are you able to like pray like that? Like, I want to be able to pray like that. And he'd say practice. And I'd be like, it's like so flippant, just practice, like what do you mean just practice like I know I'm saying I want to like like the way you say those words and the way that you just like kind of like know the scripture and you can just say it. he's like practice and I and I feel like what was happening is I was looking to worship him and I was looking to put him in a place of idolatry idolatry and this is the reason why in Matthew 6 and 33 the Lord says seek thee first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added because by accident we have ways of rising up for ourselves things to worship. But the Lord's like, if you seek me first, I'll add it to you. Not I'm going to add you to it. I'm going to add it to right. you. Why? Because if I add it to you, it doesn't have control or power over you. You have power over it. 
which means you can't say, I can't help it. I must do what? No, you worship me and all these other things I'll add to you, not you going to it. I'm going to bring it to you in your life. Come on. So good. Because by accident, we admire things and we begin to worship. And I, I saw, I saw it, I saw it. And the moment I did begin to take his advice and I start practicing, I just start praying. And then I realized, oh, the Bible actually says pray without ceasing. Okay. And the more you pray, and I begin to pray out loud, because some of us, guys, you need to open up your mouth and loose your tongue and begin to pray out loud. Because the Bible says to pray without ceasing. As Christians, we should be well-versed in praying. It shouldn't be, hey, I hear you're a Christian. Can you pray for me? Yes, of course. Hold on. Done. All right. No, we are Christians. You ask me to pray, hold up. Lock the gates, because the earth's about to shake. We should be well-versed at praying. Praying and, is not something that we should be bashful at and doing. And not, not just praying, but praying the word, the seed of God, seed yes. of God yeah, over people's lives. That's right. That's if right. you don't know the word, to, then what are you going to be praying? That's right. You guys with me with that? That's right. You need to know the word so that you can speak the word and you can prophesy because the Bible talks about that when you prophesy, which means speaks the word of God, yeah. then people are edified. Yeah, that's right. You're built up by using the word of God. So when, you, when you're praying over people, that's what happens. You, you got to know the word and to know the word, you'll be able to speak right. it yeah. and to prophesy. And so good. And the moment I begin to seek God for myself, outside of my husband who well he wasn't my husband at the time but outside of this young man that I admired so much I realized how much I had to offer as a spouse once I was fortified in my identity and my relationship with the Lord mm -hmm. like literally like if there was things that was bothering me I wouldn't even talk to him because I'm like you know what he ain't gonna even get it Lord let me tell you what's going on with him and then before you know it guys no lie he's coming and he's saying you know what I really thought about what I said mm-hmm because when that connection's in place, I don't need to bow down and worship him and need him to understand what I'm saying and understand the value of what I'm bringing. No, he already better know because he's been added to me, not me added to the relationship. Amen? Right. And, and, and it says, it says, if you're seeking God first, then these things shall be added, added. unto your life, into yes. your life. Right. These are the things that will be added to your life. Patience, kindness, meekness, yeah. gentleness, goodness, faith, and love. But if you're seeking the things of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, guess what? They're going to choke the word out of you to the point there will be no fruit in your life. Wow. And at that point, I mean, don't, do you guys, you guys familiar with fruitless Christians? Mm. I don't think there is such a thing. The last thing I want to say about this also is... You know, the, the, the difference of when the, young, the rich young ruler came to Jesus and he says, look, I've kept all your laws. I've done all this thing. And, and then Jesus looks at him and says, look, you've done great. But one thing you need to do, take all that you possess, take all that you possess and give it all to the poor. Watch this. All that you possess. And then what he did after he heard all that, he looked at Jesus and he walked away and he said he was sorrowful. He, he was hurt. You know what the problem was? It wasn't the, it said this, because he had great possessions. Yeah. All that there's nothing say. wrong with having things, but there's something wrong with things having you. There's a difference between you possessing something and something possessing you. That's why when people have an unclean spirit, they consider it being possessed. That's right. You guys with me? Yeah. But when God allows you and he starts adding things to you, he's adding it to you. 
It's not about who you are. It's about what God has given you. And that's what we can. It's don't allow things to possess us. Yeah, that's right. All right, and let's talk about the thorny ground as far as our relationship. I kind of went into it a little bit because I'm drinking coffee. Um, And so notice that the scripture points out that these are the ones who hear the word. These are the one that hears the word. And that sounds good. You're like, oh, well, that's good. They heard it. But that's it. They heard the word. Read James 1, 22, uh, James 1 and 22. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So James 1 and 22 in the Amplified, it reads this. But proves yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's words and God's precepts and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. That's James 1 and 22 in the Amplified. This represents people, those of us that feel like we trust our heads, we trust our minds to hold on to the word of God. Only our heads, not our hearts, and not our lives. When we're hearers only, we're trusting the fact that I can remember everything to such a point that my life's going to be different. It's almost like, think about it, the Sadducees, the, the Sadducees and the, uh, and the, Pharisees, the Pharisees, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they knew the word of God in their head. But because it wasn't present in their lives, in their actions, every time Jesus came around, they missed the word. John 1 and 1. He says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the, God, and the word came and dwelt among men. The Sadducees and the Pharisees, they were so proud about how much word that they knew, but they missed it when it walked right in front of them. So what happens is in our relationships, when we know the word, when we go to church together and we take notes together, but then we, as soon as we leave out of the church doors, we're not doing the word at home. We are thorny ground soil relationship, which means it's going to, the, those thorns and the, the, those, those, those crops are going to rise up. It's going to grow and it's going to pluck the word out of us, becoming unfruitful. Notice the scripture says the cares of this world, meaning every care comes and interrupts the bond. The cares, every care comes and interrupts the bond. It's almost like having a house with no doors and no windows and trying to find out why is there so many flies, bugs, and varmints in this house coming in and destroying everything that we're taking time to put together. Why is all this stuff crawling and flying in here? Because the cares of this world is coming and interrupting everything that's going on between us. I don't know about you guys, but during 2020, a lot of stuff happened. But there was so much unity here. Why? Because we're not a thorny ground relationship. The cares of this world doesn't come in and poke out the word of God. Instead, we felt more indignant to speak the word of God and to follow the word of God. If funds are low, thorny ground relationships are unsettled. If sickness comes, thorny ground relationships are unsettled. When things that are bound, bound to this earth, like fear or, or, or maybe no more physical touch, thorny ground relationships are unsettled. The cares of this world. But like the pastor said in Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all yeah. these things. It shall be added. These things get added to us. It doesn't have the authority to add us to it. The things that are promised to us has no power over us. Amen. Well, this takes us to good ground. Good ground. Let's talk about the good ground. In Mark chapter 4 and 20, it says this, but these are the ones sown on good ground. 
those that hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Amen. This is, this is the, the ground that I want to be known as. Amen. Listen, let's talk about how it pertains to us in our lives. Good ground is what we all should desire to be. We should hear the word, accept the word, and when we hear and accept the word, we will bear much fruit. How many people want to have fruit in their lives? Okay, let me ask you, if you had a fruit tree in your, in your, in your yard and it didn't bear any fruit, what good is it for? Just for shade. That's all it's good for. No fruit. You can't eat of it. You can't. That's no, that just fruitless Christians, they're, they're shady. They're shady. But when you hear the word and accept it, you will bear much fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. And this is the principle of, of, of uh, multiplication of bearing fruit. Yeah. Romans chapter 12 and 2 says this, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. When the word is sown in our hearts, it will spring up, it will increase, and it will produce. 30-fold. That 30-fold is the good. That 40-fold is acceptable. And the hundred fruit is the perfect will of God for you in your lives. That's when you become good ground. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And good ground in our relationship, it looks like this. It looks like it's protected, mm-hmm. it's managed, and it's cultivated by God's word. It's rooted in him. When he shifts, we shift. When God speaks, we hear and we obey. When family and family crisis comes, when sickness comes, and even the change of seasons of us growing older, like, it gets stronger. Why? Because it's constantly bearing forth new life. Do you realize the word of God in seed form is meant to be planted and to bring forth new life? And every time we enter into a season that I think is going to be so hard or so tough, I see the Lord springing forth new life. And just like today, when we saw in the, in the video as part of worship today, it's like we saw the testament to the goodness and the faithfulness of the Lord, yes. not just on our lives, but those that are connected to us. That's what happens when we're good ground. Yes. It doesn't mean that tribulation won't still come. It's going to happen. It doesn't mean that sickness won't still come. It's it doesn't mean happen. that hindrances or tribulations or, or shutdowns won't still come because it will. But the thing is that because you are managed because you are protected and because you are cultivated by the word of God. That means God says, I'm going to turn everything around for your good, come on, come on. but for my glory. And so what happens is these things come and they're ushered into our life. And what happens? We turn around and we preach about it. And God receives glory out of our lives. God's saying, I don't want you to just do a good job. I want you to be a canvas so that I can paint all the goodness of how, how much I love you, of the goodness of my word and the goodness of, 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 of the kingdom of God on your life. And that's what happens when you're good ground. God, the great creator, is able to be creative. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, you know what? I want to plant a plant that testifies to how faithful I've been to them. I want to plant a garden that says how much I'll heal them, that I am their healer. I am their Jehovah Jireh. I am their Jehovah Nisi. The garden that God wants to plant in our relationship constantly testifies to how good he is and how strong he is. 
But that's what happens when we're good ground. When we're clearing it from stony ground and saying, uh-uh, no vacancies, no vacancies for anything outside of God's word. When we're clearing it from thorning things, things that are come and, and apprehend or come to contend or come to interrupt our bond. Nope, nope, nope. I'm clearing it away. I'm clearing it away. I'm clearing it away. But it's an active work for both of us to do, to clear the ground so that God can continue to be the creator, the great creative one, to continue to demonstrate his goodness in our lives. That's what happens when we're good ground in our marriages. I was getting excited. Me too. Man, just the testimony of the saints about the goodness of God in our lives. Yes. Praise God. Yes, he's been so good. He's been so he's good been to so us. He's been so good to has, us. Has anybody, is anybody a witness of the goodness of God in their lives? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, look, we're about to close here. As we close, um, I just want to share a thought about Mark chapter 4 that the Lord showed me as we were studying and preparing for this morning. And as we said earlier, earlier in Mark chapter 4, Jesus sat and um, he sat with the disciples and he sat with the others. It said he sat with the others and the disciples. And as he sat with the disciples and the others, he was getting ready to give them the word. But when he looked around, he saw the whole bunch more people, the multitude. Yeah. And as the multitude came, he had to back away a little bit. Yeah. And as he backed away a little bit, he, he got in a boat, went into the, to the sea, and began to preach. The parable. And he preached the parable mm-hmm. of the seed. There was a purpose in that parable of the seed. Yeah. And as he was there, and, and he began to speak and t- you know, tell people the 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 um afterwards he preached after he preached he left and went and, and the multitude went away and when the multitude went away then the people that were following Jesus that were close to him yeah. it wasn't just the 12 disciples it was, it was others mm-hmm. that were with them but they were hungry they were hungry they yeah. were they were ready yeah. and then they said master why do you always teach us in parables yeah like, I don't know. Hey, well, why do you talk to us like that? And Jesus said, listen, behold, I give unto you the mysteries of heaven. Yeah. But for them that don't have it. The wayside, the thorny. Come the, on. Yeah. They don't have it. So I have to teach them and understand and understand what I'm saying in a natural way so that they can understand something spiritually. And then he turned around and he told them, let me tell you what it really means in the parable. And they got it. And he said, they that have ears to hear, let them hear. hear." Now, I want you to see this. This is what God showed me. Because we look at this scripture and we see and we talk about the first uh, ground that they talked about was the wayside. Then the second ground was the stony ground. The third ground was was the thorny ground. And then the last ground was the good ground. Watch this. This is what the Lord showed me. When a farmer is getting ready to put seed on his ground, he sprinkles the seed on the ground. But you know what? As he sprinkles the seed on the ground, his intentions were to put the seed into good ground. But because as he's sprinkling the seed on good ground, sometimes that seed gets thrown to the wayside. And sometimes that seed gets put on the stony ground. And when that happens, 
It's exactly what Jesus was saying. Do you realize that when we look at the sequential, is that the sequential order, God's intent for his word was only for good ground. His intentions was to place his seed on good ground. What he's telling us is, listen, I have got made a way for to plow your your the, your heart, the hardened heart of your uh, the hardened ground of your heart. I've plowed all that that ground. I've gotten rid of the the the, the thorns. We've gotten rid of all the stones, and I'm going to make sure that when the seed gets put into your ground, your seed gets put into your soil, that it will sp- it will grow roots, spring forth, and it shall increase. And bear fruit, some 30, some 60, or some 100 fold. That's what the Lord is saying. So what are we asking ourselves right now today? Are you here today? Are you the thorny ground? Are you the wayside ground? Are you the ones that are so concerned about the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches? Are you here today saying that today I will declare by Jesus Christ that I am good ground? Because God said, I will watch after my word. I will watch after my seed to perform it. That what I sent it out to do, it shall be, it it shall come to pass. So if you are that good ground, you shall receive the word of God today. You will hide it in your heart that that you might not sin against God. And that fruit shall be bare forth. And listen, there's part of the season that only a little bit of fruit comes forward. And that's good. And then the next one is it's acceptable. It's acceptable for some of us during these times. But there's a time that you will be doing the will of God, bearing much fruit. And what is the purpose of your fruit? Is that others can come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. 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 So if you guys will stand with us. Praise God. So before we finish today, we just want to ask, maybe there's some of you here right now that maybe you thought that you were saved or Maybe you've been coming to church all your life and whatever, but today, maybe you just want to come and say, today, I want to declare that I am good ground. No longer on the wayside. No longer on the wayside. No longer will you be stony ground. Today, you say, I'm going to be good ground. If that's you today, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm just going to ask you to come to the altar. If that's you. And if there's any of you today that said, you know what? I think I may be stony ground. I may think that I have already been occupied by unforgiveness or bitterness or things that are outside the will of God for my life. Mm. If maybe the, the root, uh, the word of God is not able to be rooted in your lives, it's maybe because it's, your ground is already occupied. Yeah. And so if that's you today, we want to pray with you today. And agree with you. And agree with you that you are, today, we're going to declare that you are good ground. Amen. Is there anybody here like that today? Is there anyone here today? that'll join us in front and we'll pray with you. Amen. Come on up, sir. Come on up. You guys give a big God bless you as he comes. Is there be, will there be any other, will there be any other that we can come into agreement with? Amen. Amen. Coming up as a couple. Amen. 
good ground in your marriage. Amen. Yes. Amen. Is there anyone else today that would like to declare that individually or in your relationship that you are good ground? We want to agree with you. Amen, sir. Amen. God bless Amen. you. God bless Amen. you. Is there anyone else? We want to invite you guys to come up as we agree with this good ground Christians, good ground in relationship. We want to agree and declare today. Is there anyone else before we move on? Amen. Come on up. Come on up, honey. Plenty of time. Come on up. Praise God. Come on up. Is there anyone else before we move on? God is so good, and he's already made provision. God is the best gardener. And if there's anything in the way of the soils of your heart mm -hmm. or in your relationship, God's already made provision. It's just up to you whether you want to choose to be good ground. And we're praying that that's your choice today. We've heard the word of God. Now it's time to respond. Amen. Come on up. Anybody Tony, else? Anybody Tony, else? Jackie, can you guys? Amen. Anybody else? All right. We just want to be in agreement. So yeah. if you guys will please join us in agreement Hallelujah. for these lives and these souls. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Amen. Father, I just truly thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you that by your spirit, you are telling each individual here at your altar everything that they need to know by your word. I thank you that you are giving them revelation knowledge, Lord, that they right now will, they will acknowledge you that you, and, they, and, they, and you shall direct their paths. Lord, I thank you that even right now you are giving them wisdom in their life. Lord, I thank you that even uh, each person here has surrendered their life, that they declare that today they are good ground. Lord, that today that all the stones shall be cleared away. Lord, I thank you that every uh, uh, weed and, and everything that is trying to choke the word out of them shall be moved out of the way, Lord. That we declare once again that today we are good ground, that your word is, is planted in our hearts firmly. They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish we thank you, Lord, that your word will flourish in our hearts. And, Lord, that the fruit of God shall be um, uh, come forth. And people will see the goodness of God. So we thank you for that right now. Lord, I also thank you for every issue that is, is happening in their lives. Lord, I thank you right now. Once again, we ask you for supernatural wisdom. Yes, supernatural wisdom in their lives. Yes. So we thank you for that right now. Thank you, Jesus. And Heavenly Father, we just want to stand in agreement for every relationship, and especially this relationship, uh, the, the, the marriage that came forward today. God, we thank you, Lord God, that they will demonstrate your light. Lord God, as they move out in efforts to obey you, not just knowing to obey you, but in efforts to obey you, God, I thank you, Lord, that their good works shall be seen before men and that they will be blessed and they will glorify their father in heaven. God, I thank you, Lord, that their marriage is good ground. Good ground. To raise good, godly children. To have a good, godly community coming forth from that marriage. God, I thank you, Lord God, that you're moving them into the gifting and the, the things that you've called for, forth for them individually, Lord God. That you're moving them into that season because they're declaring that they're good ground today. So, God, thank you, Father, for the perfect work that's being done in and through that marriage. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank pray. You, Amen. Amen. Give somebody Come give on, God you guys. Praise. Give God some praise. God is so good. Yeah. God is doing a good work.